Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. And my guest today is Luke Renahan, CEO and founder at Vaxap, an immunisation and diagnostic management platform used in community clinics, pharmacies, workplaces and schools. Welcome, Luke. Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me. It's certainly my pleasure, and I'm really keen and looking forward to this chat. For anyone listening today that might not know, who is Luke? And talk to us about Vaxap. Thanks, Scott. Who am I? I'm a guy that essentially wanted to stop my mum from getting COVID. My mum, she's an incredible lady. Her name's Jan. She's been an immunisation nurse in public health services for well over 25 years now. She delivers community vaccination clinics and school programs for local governments right across Victoria. But she was also involved in vaccine clinical trials as well for HPV or the human papillomavirus vaccine that's rolled out right across school students in Australia as well. So this meant growing up the son of an immunization nurse, I was constantly jabbed by literally any vaccine that mom could get her hands on. Constantly heard about all the challenges of frontline immunization teams that they faced just day in and day out by asking mom really how her day was. So my background, I've been in marketing and events and also technology for over 15 years now. And I've designed and implemented systems that were really focused on how to improve efficiency and operational capacity by bringing really the offline processes together with the very latest in technology. So combining my understanding through my mom of immunization with technology and then also process or systems and workflow, that's where things get really interesting for me. And Vaxap, as you you mentioned earlier, the company that I founded and CEO for at the moment, that's where Vaxap comes from, is that cross-section of those three areas being immunization, technology, and process. So that's really how we're able to support pharmacies to vaccinate more people in less time with less cost and really improve that patient experience in terms of how they can access their service. But I'll cover a little bit more on that later, no doubt. Getting back to your question, who am I? When COVID hit, I'd been in Europe for the last five years and I saw firsthand how quickly COVID was spreading across Europe. I was living in the Netherlands at the time. There was talk of borders closing and the moment they announced that, I literally found myself on the next flight back to Australia. So that was late March 2020. I was then in quarantine for two weeks, as the story goes. And it was the, the 4th of April 2020. I was sitting on the couch in quarantine. When I got a call from mum and she said to me, is there a way that you can help us with social distancing for our community vaccination clinics? At the time, they were really just looking for a booking system and she was asking me, what can we use? As I started thinking through it and they were looking at some event booking platforms that just really weren't 
fit for purpose, data privacy issues of where the data is stored and it didn't feed into anything else throughout their entire system or offline processes as well. It just really wasn't fit for purpose. So to me, that was really only a small part of the problem. It only solved really the issue of reducing that walk-in clinic weight room size by allocating appointment times and really staggering arrival of patients to be vaccinated. So my real concern, I was really worried about mum and the amount of face-to-face time that it was taking her to actually vaccinate patients because that workflow was what I'd seen time and time again and consistently heard all of the challenges about was that it was taking so long to actually vaccinate someone that she could actually get COVID just by going to work each day. So to me, it was really clear that the entire vaccination workflow needed to be supported by technology. And that was really the the catalyst for VaxApp, that phone call in the, the next 72 hours I planned out three different modules around community clinics, school, and then workplace vaccination programs. So prior to COVID, these vaccination programs hadn't really changed much in the way that they'd been delivered for about 25 years. If I was to use community vaccination clinics as an example, whether that's something that's delivered by, um, say, a local government or mass vaccination centers on a much larger scale or or pharmacies, depending on the size of the community clinics that they run, perhaps a slightly smaller scale. These clinics are are typically walk-in. They can have large wait rooms and quite long wait times. They require excessive amounts of paperwork, whether that's handwritten consent cards or the vaccination information that's actually shared with those patients. It then requires excessive amounts of manual data entry, usually into old outdated systems as well. Then when the patient finally reaches the immunizer, there's additional eligibility questions that are often asked. So that could be anything from the minimum 15 questions in the Australian Immunization Handbook, right through to quite the extensive pre-immunization checks that are done for COVID vaccinations. There's additional briefings and things that are involved. The immunizer also needs to review their previous vaccination history to make sure they're adhering to the right intervals between vaccinations as well. So all of these kind of things occur prior to someone actually being vaccinated. And then you've got to draw up the vaccine or or prepare it if it's pre-drawn. You've got to record the vaccine brands, the batch numbers, the dose numbers from the client's history, even then reporting to the Australian Register or taking payments. So many different steps that are involved. We map them all out and there's actually 92 actions that go into planning, delivering or reporting on a community immunization session. And at VaxUp, we reduce, simplify or automate 79 of those 92. As I've sat here listening to you, it's become very obvious that whilst we may not have seen it from our side of things, being the person vaccinated, it almost sounds like it was taking four or five times to do the admin side of things as to actually vaccinate the client. That's what I'm hearing, isn't it? Absolutely. In a pharmacy setting from the very early days, particularly of that COVID rollout, when pharmacists were still really working through what that workflow should look like, things like payment claiming from the pharmacy program administrator. We've heard numbers of in-pharmacy delivery taking up to 18 minutes to actually complete. Now, that's not necessarily the face-to-face time with the person being vaccinated, but when you look at everything you need to do before as well as after in terms of ordering vaccine and payment claiming or reporting back to the Australian Register, managing the patient and actually accessing your service. There's many, many steps that go into before that person arriving as well as once they've left the pharmacy location as well. So that was really our focus was 
how can we help those immunizers to vaccinate more people in less time with less cost? How can we help them ensure legal compliance, whether that's around areas like reporting to the Australian Immunisation Register, which is now mandatory to do as of 1st of July 2021, but also things like cold chain management compliance, so the, the correct storage temperatures of vaccines, as well as vaccine management in terms of stock take and the reporting that you need to do back to the government if you're accessing government-funded vaccines as well. And then that final area that we're really focused around is how we can improve those patient outcomes and patient experience with accessing your service as well. But talk about my own experience, the first two COVID vaccines vaccinations that I had were actually with one of the state government clinics here in Victoria, only because you just couldn't get an appointment in some other locations. If I think about that experience, which apart from the drive was register online, give some information, check in at the security at the vaccination clinic, check in with the uh, receptionist, wait in the waiting time, get to the immunisation. And you're right, they had several questions. Now I'm talking about this was my initial experience. My last booster shot was with a pharmacy. And because again, they were my pharmacy, they have all my patient information on hand. It was almost like I was jabbed before I walked in the door. It was very, very quick. And, and this is ultimately what you're talking about, isn't it? It's taking an antiquated process to streamline and make the time interval as minimal as possible. And that's what ultimately like, all of the platforms have done. You mentioned early on that you developed this in conjunction with your mum and her clinic. How did you get your involvement into pharmacy? Because there's not always a, a natural progression from medical centres to, to pharmacy. Absolutely. We've been contacted by a range of different pharmacies when their existing platforms they were using just couldn't keep up with the speed of changes that were really happening, especially in that COVID vaccination space. But we've seen a lot of changes change in the last, especially two years around what pharmacies can actually deliver in terms of vaccinations, whether that's changes of the age groups that they're able to vaccinate, whether that's more vaccinations coming into pharmacies. So for example, HPV vaccine can now be delivered through New South Wales and WA. And we've heard on the grapevine that shortly that will be coming into a few other states as well. So there has been a lot of changes in that space. And really the platforms that are out at the moment, by comparison, are really focused across a range of different areas of pharmacy and not necessarily solely on services, especially vaccinations like we are, where we really specialize in improving that clinical workflow and other areas like outreach services that pharmacies are more and more to do to find other revenue streams beyond just what they have in pharmacy. So by outreach services, I mean things like going into workplaces to you look at the complexity that's actually involved in that, the technology that's currently on the market being used in pharmacies is really not fit for that purpose. Other pharmacies were using more generic booking platforms that don't feed into their clinical workflows and actually just add more, I guess, administration and more time into that workflow to actually vaccinate someone. On that note, can I just ask this question? And because you're predominantly or were originally focused on the medical industry, vaccination clinics, providers, and we'll touch on the outreach centres in a minute. I think you've said you're just focused on the vaccination side of things. You're not trying to be a whole lot of other module components for this. So when the government makes a change, like all of a sudden five to 11-year-old children can be vaccinated, you're getting that update into your system pretty much straight away, whereas other platforms might take a while to actually get that loaded in because of the complexity of their system. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. We have a development team over the last two, two years. We've grown to a team of 20. So we're able to push things out quite rapidly to be able to respond to what has been changing quite quickly. There was times during the COVID rollout, we were pushing out updates essentially every two days just in response to what the government was announcing. Some of their press conferences were, I think, really catching everyone by 
surprise. So we will continue to be able to respond very quickly to these changes. But we do have the added benefit of not just being in pharmacy. We were initially, I mentioned my mum's background of being in local government across community clinics. So they're primarily early childhood vaccinations, as well as whole of life, you know, areas like flu or Zostavax and shingles vaccines for, you know, a little bit later on in life as well, whooping cough vaccinations for you know, new parents or expected expectant parents as well. So they're across a, a wide range of, of vaccinations already, as well as school vaccination programs, and then also workplace health providers as well as another key client type for us. So as a result of us being across a wide range of different immunization providers, it means we have a range of functionality that pharmacies can leverage really best practice from other immunization providers in that, that clinical workflow now, but also we're built for already for what they will need in the future. So I mentioned before around HPV vaccines, for example, and how that may be brought into the Victorian vaccination schedule for pharmacies. We're already built for that, and they could literally turn that on and start delivering that tomorrow if that wasn't an announcement that was made. So we do have that benefit. All 170 plus vaccines that are that are licensed in Australia can be delivered through VaxApp. Mm -hmm. That leads into one of our biggest points of difference. If I was to take you through, let's say, the features of VaxApp, one of our biggest features is this eligibility engine. So. We built, it's really the first of its kind in the, the world. It takes into account over, over 30 data points from a patient's profile. That's things like their age, their medical conditions, their previous vaccination history, the state that they actually live in. I, I mentioned the state immunization programs. And then, so this eligibility engine automates the suggestion of what vaccine a client is eligible to receive and when they can actually have that vaccine. So that's across the... Uh, all government funded vaccines, so that NIP or that National Immunization Program, and we're continually developing this as well for COVID. So initially, that was the key focus of really the first six or so months of VaxApp. There's over 2,700 use cases in that with the initial version, and since then we've continued to develop that as well over 4,000 different use cases. So to give you an example of, of what that is and how that uh, applies. HPV, as an example, if you're under 15 years of age, you require two doses, six months apart. If you have an immunocompromising condition, you require three doses. So two months after the, the first dose, you have your second, and then four months after that, you have, you have your third dose. Or if you're over 15 years of age, you require those three doses at those same intervals as well. So those kind of scenarios are built into the VaxApp. The eligibility engine prompts those reminders for those clients to have the right vaccines at the right times throughout their entire life. And it also prompts the purchase of additional paid vaccines as well where they're eligible for those. So let's say mum and her two children are coming in to be vaccinated. Mum's having a whooping cough vaccine because she's expecting another child. It would also prompt her, for example, to have a flu vaccination in pharmacy as well. So you mentioned that it also helps either the immuniser or, as we're talking today, the pharmacist manage their stock requirements. So the immunisation schedule for the HPV, whether it's two or three, as you just mentioned, does that also then prompt the pharmacist to make sure that the stock's there in date for that client? Yeah, definitely. We have forecast reports that are available through our reporting platform as well. So you can see exactly what's booked and what's upcoming. But with the eligibility engine, we can also forecast that forecast. So we can tell you from your client base 
who needs what vaccines and when. So it does all of those follow-ups for overdue vaccinations as well at different intervals before they're due as well as overdue. Uh, and you can see complete reports of that too. So an example of this in practice, we've been able to double the uptake of meningococcal B vaccines with a major regional local government in Victoria with the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community. So we're really proud of that patient outcome improvement that we've been able to make there. Okay. Now, we might just jump back a second, Ben. You mentioned, too, about the outreach programs. The pharmacists, this has only been something in recent years, initially with the flu vax, because they were able to go out to workplaces and do flu vaccinations based on a group booking. I know during COVID, specifically here in Victoria, the Victorian government offered subsidies to pharmacists for rental if they wanted to go and actually rent a second site to take COVID vaccinations en masse away from their pharmacies. So, again, your platform, if I've understood, was already set up for a separate location, whether it's an immunisation clinic in a preschool or a primary school or a school or in a, a council community centre or in a medical centre. So, really, in terms of the pharmacy, then, this platform is already set up for that to go off-site. I might be stating the obvious, but I'll or asking the obvious, but what does a pharmacist or an immunizer need in terms of hardware to go off-site with your platform? That's a great question, Scott. We're definitely built in and in use for whether it's in, in pharmacy, vaccinations, pop-up locations. You mentioned that we're subsidized by Victorian government at one point, and then also those workplace vaccinations. We're also in use in age and disability care residents as well. So a whole range of different types and school vaccination programs. So a whole range of different types of those outreach. So when you're going beyond pharmacy, we have a whole range of features and I can come back to that shortly around how we can support you to do that beyond pharmacy. But getting back to the hardware specific question, we're completely cloud-based. So that means you can log into us from any device, phone, tablet, laptop, or if it's a desktop computer that you have in your pharmacy as well, using any of the latest web browsers, go to a particular link that's supplied to you and you can log in and vaccinate anyone, anywhere, anytime. Luke, as we're coming to the end of our time, talk to me about some of the features and benefits of VaxUp. So I mentioned before, Scott, around the eligibility engine, but to cover off some of those features, then beyond that in a little bit more detail, the online booking component of VaxUp, whether that's in pharmacy or through workplaces or those other outreach services, that is actually powered by that eligibility engine. So what that means that is patients are only showing vaccinations they are eligible to receive or that you're offering through your pharmacy as well or through that workplace. They can only book dates that they are actually eligible for. So that's adherence to things like the minimum interval between doses that they've had for COVID, for example. They can receive multiple vaccines easily through one booking as well. So this is a big difference to a lot of platforms that are currently in use in pharmacies. They can book a COVID vaccination and a flu vaccination all at the same time in the one appointment. So it's really easy for pharmacists to co-administer, say, a COVID and a flu vaccine or a whooping cough and a flu vaccine. They can also make family appointments. So that example I gave before, if mum's coming in with two kids to be vaccinated, they can make that appointment one time altogether and then self-manage that where if they need to reschedule. They can do that easily through the client portal. So it makes it really simple with their patient profiles to rebook and return to your service. Some other key features then is around paid vaccination processing. So we can take payment during the booking process, whether that's for the, the actual vaccine cost or, or pharmacy service fees as well. We capture informed consent during that booking process too. So your 
patients are shown really specific vaccine information on the vaccinations they're about to receive, whether that's COVID or whooping cough or flu specific to those vaccines. We have the very latest integrations with the Australian Immunisation Register as well. This means that your pharmacist can see that patient's vaccination history from the Australian Register live in real time in their clinical workflow. We also go a step further than most here. We use that history from the Australian Register to pre-fill the vaccination dose numbers for the vaccinations that you're about to deliver as well. So that really streamlines that workflow and enables us to automate the dose number pre-filling and again, saves your pharmacist time in delivering that. Touched on a little bit before, Scott, around our vaccine inventory management as well. That's really comprehensive in pharmacy vaccine management, as well as the vaccines that you're taking off-site for some of those outreach programs or pop-up clinics. So that's everything from tracking the brands and the batches and the quantities that you're taking to cold chain management, tracking as well for those audit logs to stock take as well, which is really, really important for reporting back to the government, as well as tracking of potential orders and things that, that you need to make. Some other key areas is around communications that are sent via email and SMS. This includes a pre-immunization checklist. So this is a really key reason why we can reduce the amount of face-to-face -face time that pharmacists spend with their, their patients because we ask a range of questions prior to their arrival that are specific to the vaccine that they're about to receive. And then that way the pharmacist can easily apply further around those areas if there is any areas of concern prior to administering that vaccine. Another key thing on what you touched on around workplaces earlier is actually voucher management. So a great way to drive more patients or customers into the pharmacy is through vaccination vouchers or other types of vaccination vouchers as well that can be created and then distributed to workplaces all through VaxApp. So an example of that might be that the organisation or the company might organise with the pharmacy or the immunisation clinic for an on-site vaccination program, but these vouchers are made available to family members or flatmates or, or other friends and, and colleagues for them to actually come back to the pharmacy. That's what you're saying as part of the, the corporate deal. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of different use cases there. So it's, that's one example. Let's say a pharmacy is going into vaccinate a workplace and someone's not there on the day or they can't be vaccinated on that day for some, some reason. They can be issued a voucher and they can download that or claim that through VaxApp then. Alternatively, you can just distribute a link to a workplace and their staff can claim a voucher there and be then vaccinated in store. So whether that's for one local pharmacy location or whether that's for a complete group or chain looking to offer those vouchers really easily to workplaces that they're or organizations that they're linked to. Or alternatively, it can be that example you gave around family or friends of, of employees that are linked to a workplace accessing those vouchers as well if yeah. the workplace would like to offer that. So there's a couple of different ways that, that voucher management comes in. So Luke, what does the future hold for you guys? There must be some other developments happening. Is there anything you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the future of VaxApp, we're really focused around supporting the delivery of health services, especially preventative health services. And, and for us, that goes well beyond just vaccination. So definitely keep an eye out for a new brand we'll be launching alongside some other new health services and products later this year. We're really, really focused on improving that clinical workflow so that you can deliver more health services in less time with less cost and 
it makes a real impact then on improving those patient outcomes. So we have some great digital health products that we're partnering with as well to bring those into pharmacies to really enhance their health service offering. We've seen a really big shift over the time of COVID when you know, hospitals and, and GPs were really overwhelmed and, and limiting patient access. We saw pharmacies were really a place where communities turn to even further for that health support. So that's really beyond just sick and I need a script or I'm coming in to buy some kind of health product off the shelves in terms of your retail sales, pharmacies are really becoming even more of a point of care, especially for preventative health services. So prior to someone actually being a script, for example. So that's where we see there being a big shift in the future of pharmacies as states endorse and offer more, let's say, government-funded vaccinations. Um, there'll be more vaccinations coming into pharmacy as well as things like health checks or, or diagnostics when we saw the, the rapid testing program be rolled out across pharmacies as well. So we see a lot more in that health services space coming into pharmacy mm -hmm. and, and we're here to support that any way we can. That's great. And it sounds like we need to make a diary note and probably catch up in three to four months' time about another episode. We'll include as part of the show notes your contact details. Easy way to get in contact with you if someone was interested. Yeah, absolutely. Through our website, so that's vaxapp.com.au. You can reach out to us there or via LinkedIn as well. We're active on there too. We look forward to connecting with more pharmacies and supporting you to deliver your health services. Excellent. Luke, thanks again for your time today. I've really enjoyed the chat and definitely looking forward to watch your journey and keep in contact. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.